Welcome to Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joan Ebistinski, and today I'm joined by John Durrell, and John is the parish manager at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Welcome, John. Yes, thank you, Joe. It's good to have you here on Holy Family Radio. Uh, full disclosure, you are at my parish now, so welcome to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. <laughs> thank you so and much. I know that was a, that's really new for you, only a few weeks, correct? That is correct. Right. Well, listen, why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I grew up in the Philadelphia area in a little town, I mean Levittown. Um, grew up there with uh, three brothers, one sister, uh, and uh, a mom and dad who uh, really loved us and uh, transmitted in the, the faith uh, to us. And so, uh, you know, during my time growing up there, uh, actually went through St. Michael the Archangel uh, church. We belonged to that parish and uh, was uh, in school there and then transitioned to Bishop Egan High School. And then from Bishop Egan High School, uh, did some vocational training in auto body, uh, but then transitioned uh, to the Air Force from there uh, for the next 20 years. Wow. What did you do in the Air Force? A lot of different things. was really blessed. Uh, I was like a kid in a candy store uh, when I was in the Air Force. So I started off in information management and then uh, went to uh, special duty assignments from there, advertising and promotions up in New York State for recruiting service. And then from there, an actual recruiter. That's how I got to this area in central Pennsylvania, uh, recruiting high school and then also uh, college students as well as health professionals. And then from there, went to McGuire Air Force Base, um, uh, where I was an instructor, taught professional military education for the next four or five years, and then ended up as a senior advisor um, during 9-11. So. Wow, what a diverse background. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's, a lot of times, you, you know, people in the service, they did like one or two things. But right. It sounds like you really did a whole plethora of stuff there, right? I did. Wow. I mean, and I enjoyed it all. And I mean, it, it, it was just so short. That's the thing. You look back upon 20 years and you say, where did the time go? So, you okay. know, it was awesome. It was an honor and a privilege to serve my country. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your family. Um, my family, I have uh, five children. Um and uh, Teresa, Mary are the two oldest, and and then we have Joseph, um, and then Ann, and then John Paul is the youngest. Well, what are their age range? Uh, Twenty-seven down to fifteen. Wow, that that is a big range. So wow. yeah, no, we're blessed. So 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 you still have a high school student? Oh right? yeah, it was a couple of them. John Paul and Ann are still at Trinity High School. Ah. So. Good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, this is where you would do the Trinity commercial right now. Say how good Trinity is, okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, Trinity is phenomenal. I mean, so uh, Mary and Teresa went there. Joseph went there. So we had the whole family going there. So John Kaminsky, uh, our principal over there, I mean, know him very well. And so Shout out to John. Yeah. He's one of our great supporters here at Holy Family Radio. He's awesome, doing a great job over there. So how did you go then from the Air Force to, I mean, you, you, you did some twists and turns before going to St. Elizabeth Van Seton, right? What oh, next. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we were involved in Rita's Italian Ice for 23 years, did that simultaneously while I was in the Air Force. And my wife, Lisa, was uh, more the owner operator than I was. But it was uh, an opportunity for me to land after the Air Force career. And so did that. And, and through that was actually praying and discerning, you know, what would the, what the next step was. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, military people, Air Force people, you know, when they make their, that transition, um, really have to think about exactly what the next steps are. I mean, we have so many things that are just organized for us uh, in military service. And then when you 
make that transition, there's a lot of asymmetrical stuff that you run into. So, um, but um, did that uh, at Rita's and then was contemplating one day and was approached by uh, uh, Father Dominic de Bicaro over at St. Joseph when he was the um, associate over there and, uh, you know, said, hey, Father's looking for a uh, parish manager. Uh, why don't you go have a talk with him? And so I did. And Father Snyder was the uh, pastor at the time. And so um, I had the opportunity to serve there for 11 years at uh, St. Joseph in Mechanicsburg. So really blessed. 11 years at St. Mm-hmm. Joe's, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a fantastic parish, too. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, my one son was confirmed there, and you know, we go there all the time because it's so close. Yes. Uh, you know, when the mass times are different, particularly on the weekends, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful church, too. I remember the old church, and now I guess the new church isn't the new church anymore after this many years. It's been right, there, right, right. I still call it the new church. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The school building was um, was at 2005, I believe it was, and Bill Riley was my predecessor. And so he said, John, I'm handing off the keys to you. I mean, you're in the operational phase now. And so, uh, you know, how do we operate the parish going forward from there? And, of course, Father Snyder at that time, he was building the Family Life Center over there. Uh, it was just not the school, but a, a place where all families can get together. Um, those that are part of the uh, Catholic school tradition and then also our public school students as well, because everyone's uh, part of the church community. What kind of things did you learn being a parish manager over there for 11 years? There's a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> so everything from soup to nuts, it was, uh, you know, mostly the fin- I had financial help, you know, because I, mean, I had a finance administrator um, and so underneath me and then, uh, the office staff was incredible. Um, and one of the things, uh, Joe, my discernment, um, you know, what do I do next and what do I want to do for, uh, our Lord? Uh, the thing is, is that, um, you know, God put me in a place where, uh, you know, you come out of military service, it's a high commitment, you know, to serve your country. Uh, we take an oath to defend and protect the constitution. And so, uh, you know, the question I had in the back of my mind is that, where can I go where that is, you know, um, uh, encouraged and, and you know, uh, that sense of mission is there and uh, the church is really home. It's where I found it. And is there, a, is there a, a greater calling than to serve our Lord? And I don't think so, uh, you know. And so that's why you see a lot of military members and uh, members of the armed service kind of gravitate towards uh, church service, too. So, Well, I know that St. Uh, Joseph Church is a a big parish that has a lot of different activities and a, a big campus over there. Uh, that must have given you a lot of good experience to get you prepared for your new position at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Oh, my goodness, yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, with the school there and everything, there's always cars and activities uh, in and around the parking lot, uh, parish council, finance council, so many. I, I think at one time we counted the activities. I must have been 60, 70 activities going on uh, the campus. Um you know, and of course, during the uh, COVID shutdown, a lot of those things were put on pause. And now it's, you know, the reopening of everything. And and uh, Father Persing, who is the pastor over at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, that's one of the things when I asked Father, um, when we had our discussion, Father, what's your number one priority? And he said, John, getting parish uh, back open, you know, inviting people in uh, and getting the activities back up. So um, that's our mission. That's what we do. We do it for the Lord. We do it for our, on behalf of our pastors, support him. Uh, and then also the good people of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Yeah, that's one of the things. Our parish was really vibrant also before the pandemic. Uh, my wife and I were both involved in a lot of different things happening there. 
and it's been a slow ride getting things back back together. So I know that uh, Monsignor King, uh, our previous pastor, would always say that our church has many off ramps where people, you know, take that ramp off of the church. And the pandemic, I think, was the biggest one because there are still people that haven't come back to Mass yet. I mean, um, here at the radio station, we go to these festivals. We went to a lot of summer festivals. We went to Jubilee Day in Mechanicsburg. And I talk to people, and I say to them, you know, are you Catholic? And they say, yeah, but I haven't gone back to to the church yet. I haven't gone back to Mass yet. Right. And I say to them, well, it's open. <laughs> the mass is yep. open. There's a seat. There's a thing waiting for you. There's a pew open. Yeah. So, um, but it's been a hard time uh, in many parishes to get people. We're not. We're not back yet to the numbers that we had before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was funny because, like I said, Monsignor King always talked about those off ramps and how right. we need to make more on ramps than off ramps. Right. And I think this pandemic has been a bigger challenge than we ever could have expected as far as, you know, people not coming. A lot of the people that I spoke to didn't make a decision that said, I'm not going to church because like I don't like the church or or I hate the pastor or, or you know, they didn't baptize my grandson or any of those typical mm-hmm. things you might have heard in the past. Right. They're just like, I'm not in the habit of going. Oh, yeah. And they just, they stopped going. It wasn't, it, it wasn't yeah. a habit. And so we at Holy Family, we were trying to encourage people to, you know, come on back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're, no, we're yeah, open. absolutely. Yeah, no, and I, I remember Father, um, um, Cardinal Renzi, actually, um, who I met at Catholic Family Land, I mean, and he said this, he said, look, you know, you don't have to um, go to the street quarter to announce, you know, I mean, to the world that you're not going to practice your faith anymore. All you have to do is just stop going, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, and that's where we're coming out of the the not going. And, you know, the churches have done a great job, I think. A lot of the pastors, too, spent hours and hours, and staffs have, too in outreach and whether live streaming and uh, trying to stay connected, you know, uh, during the shutdowns and things of that nature. I mean, drive through, we were talking about this as a, a staff the other day, drive through confessions mm-hmm. and everything that they did under, underneath the awnings, uh, yep. you know, I mean, outside the churches and things of that nature, uh, the outdoor masses as well, you know, I mean, to try and keep people engaged. And I, and I just love, um, you know, our Catholic tradition when we're talking about the, um, the schools, when we're talking about uh, Trinity high school, we're talking about St. Joe's, um, you know, staying open and having the kids in there because that was one of the things that we did as parents. I mean, push the kids out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and boy, oh boy, um, you know, I want my kids, you know, I mean, to be out there uh, in and among having contact uh, with other people and stuff. And that's what we're made for. We're made for a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the way God made us. Um, I remember going back in, um, you know, in the 90s when we had, you know, I mean, the computer boom and there was the dot com bust. <laughs> And the thing was, is that, uh, you know, I heard the same things back then. Hey, guess what? Everybody's going to stay in now and we're all going to do this by computer. We'll talk to some of the teachers that have been on, you know, I mean, based on, you know, I mean, they're doing computer, doing Zoom classes. And uh, one of the teachers said, I I don't know where they went. (laughs) So and they had to prepare dual lessons and everything like that. So, yeah, I I witnessed my grandson's uh, kindergarten Zoom lesson. Mm -hmm. I mean, that. That sh- that should be against the law. Okay, and mm-hmm. I, I, I I saw a music class, and I felt so. You know, I'm a perform- former music teacher, right? And I felt so badly for the music teacher. By the oh end my goodness! It just it was just so frustrating for me to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And and the kids were not engaged. There was a whole whole thing. I mean, yeah, I think you're right when they talked about 
that there's a great correlation there in what you're saying. Yeah, people are going to go back to work. People are going to be leaving the yeah. office and more and more because we need to have that physical interaction with people. Oh my you know? goodness! And yeah, the Zoom thing was a is a is a good thing. You know, in moderation, mm-hmm. everything right. in moderation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and for us, we use we use Zoom here at the radio station less frequently now than we did during the mm-hmm. pandemic. But we we still have to use it every now and again when people can't come in. Right, um, but. Being in the same room with somebody is completely different than than not. I think. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, we're 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 beings that have to interact with people. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah. Anyway, so I'm looking at the at the clock here, and I'm saying we're gonna we're going to run out of time here quickly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say let's put a pause on this right now, and then we'll come back. And we'll talk a little bit more a uh, little bit more about you, and we'll talk a little bit about your faith journey and get into a little bit more about who you really are. So, uh, everybody, I'd like you to remember to stay with us. We're listening to Holy Family Radio, AM 720, WHYF, Central Pennsylvania's Catholic radio station. So stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. To Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joan Abistinsky, and I'm again joined by John Durrell, and he is the parish manager at St. Elizabeth Van Seton. Uh, John, we were we just took a little break, and in the break, we realized, you know, we need to circle back. You mentioned that you had five children, but you also have a wife. Is that correct? That is true, <laughs> Joe. I mean, Lisa, she's been wonderful to me. Um, yeah, and Lisa, actually, uh, she works up at Capitol Health there on Lingelstown Road. Used to be the... Um, a Jewish nursing home over there. And she's one of the assistant directors of nursing. It really has a beautiful ministry um, in helping the elderly um, with people. So uh, very glad that she's, because uh, her, her personality and, and what she does, uh, you know, sometimes again, we, we look at the health professionals, uh, you know, as doing a, uh, a JOB, but her training, her background, uh, she even, um, you know, was uh, educated at St. Joseph up in Syracuse, New York, when we were in uh, the Air Force and traveling around. And, and one of the things that they taught them was to how to bring the sacraments to uh, the sick and the dying. And so, um, you know, beautiful ministry uh, that nursing is or that all healthcare professionals share. And so, uh, you know, proud of her for what she does and how she served, uh, how she serves over there and how she serves our family. She's the heart of our home and, uh, and my partner for 38 years. Well, I think you've redeemed yourself there. By Amen. To mention her in the first segment. See, we were waiting to mention her in the second segment, right? To, as you know, leading up to that second segment. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Thirty-eight years you're married. Yes. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you. And my wife uh, Don and I, who you work with at our church. Yes. We just celebrated our fortieth anniversary. Congratulations. So it's, yeah, it's 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 a it's a rare club that we're we're in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To be married that long. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know some of the colleagues that I worked with when I was teaching. They couldn't believe how long my wife and I were were, were married, you know, because you know that's not a style right now in many in many circles, right? Yeah, sometimes it's getting delayed. I mean, the pressures, the financial pressures that you know people face and everything, and uh, just the social pressures as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but the, the sacramental graces are there from the church. I mean, for people that are getting married in the faith, and so uh, you know, we have to put our faith and trust in the Lord. I did see an article recently that said that divorces were down, but if you read the rest of it. That's because marriages are down. Mm-hmm. So the number of people, young people getting married is down, and that puts the number of divorces down also, which is 
those are two right right exactly statistics right Right. how do you peel that back yeah Mm -hmm. anyway so let's let's get back to you a little bit i know you you have you know several exciting careers what motivates Mm. you in all this stuff um motivation i you know my faith and family motivate me really i mean um and i don't again god wired me for service so uh you know and and i appreciate that um uh, you know, so much, I guess, you know, serving in the Air Force and everything. And so, uh, and I remember, um, you know, going through transition to, and I, I reached out to, uh, Julie Shore, who, um, you know, helped me, uh, you know, uh, through her company. Julie Shore yeah. from Career Development Advisor. Yes, amen. Uh, one of the sponsors here at Holy Family Radio. Yes. You know, I mean, she's just wonderful. Um, and I would give a shout out to her, but really kept me focused on, you know, what are my uh, key and core values, you know, and, and faith and family. And then uh, my vocation, what do I do to serve, you know, others? So, um, and it's so uh, prevalent, I guess, and I'm trying to even focus our staff on that. You know, what is the most important thing? I know the Matthew Kelly, uh, you know, one of the evangelists out there. Uh, we had him over there at St. Joe's Parish when I was back there. Uh, and he always used to focus on, you know, what is the most important? What is the least important? What is the most important? What is the least important? And so uh, you try to do that as an individual in your life, you know, uh, and you're focusing your service to God. So, um, you know, really blessed that uh, Julie helped kept me on that path. And, uh, you know, that uh, this calling to serve St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish uh, was placed there. Um, and so really felt that it was called to serve there. Excellent. Now you had success, uh, seems to me where we've gone to, how do you define success? Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is that, uh, the word success, of course, people can take that a million different ways. Right. And so what's in my heart is what mother Teresa said. Um, and that, uh, you know, uh, God doesn't require us to be successful. He requires us to be faithful and that we try. Uh, and so that's what I try to keep in mind. Um, and so, uh, you know, how do we, how do we be the, uh, how are we in being the face of Christ to others, uh, especially in the parish office? How can be, how can we be welcoming, warm and inviting, um, uh, you know, to others? Uh, and so, um, I see my successes, you know, if you will, in air quotes, um, through our children. Uh, you know, how we uh, raise them uh, and how I partner with other people in ministry and faith and bringing others to Christ. So. What hurdles have you faced and how did you overcome them? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I always reflect on my mom and dad and, and, and thinking about hurdles because we're so blessed in this country, uh, right? I have that conversation a million times with uh, with our kids. Uh, and again, Matthew Kelly, going back to Matthew Kelly, he reflects on it. Uh, in some of his writings and in his book, um, you know, it's all about perspective. Uh, we're so blessed in this country. I mean, other people, I mean, look at what's happening in Ukraine uh, and the unrest over there. And so my mom, um, she grew up in Romania and, and during World War II. And so uh, they were occupied. Uh, they had uh, German soldiers living in their house. Um, they had, uh, you know, wow. Russians occupy them, too. So. Uh, you know, and, and that, you know, just, you know, knowing that all the sacrifices they had to make to make it to this country and be with my dad. I mean, it's a miracle, you know, that uh, my mom and dad had a family. My dad's mother died at, at four years old. So growing up without a mom, uh, that type of thing, um, you know, uh, I think all of those things come together. I, I think the thing is, is that, um, uh, you know, as far as some of the challenges, I look at their ch- their challenges uh, more so than I'd look at, you know, any challenge that I've had in life and 
and say, wow, what do I have to be? Why do I, you know, what do I need to complain about? about? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the so. same thing mm-hmm. yeah, compared to my life, compared to my parents' life and my grandparents' life. I shouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Yeah. I it, Again, faith has been always part of our family uh, growing up. Uh, my mom and dad. Um, you know, Haddison, in fact, I always kind of kid people. I'm, I'm biritual, which, you know, grew up in the Byzantine faith and then, uh, actually went to, uh, St. Michael the Archangel in, uh, Levittown, uh, which is Roman, right? So, uh, but the Byzantine faith, my dad had roots in Trenton and that's where he came from. And so it was St. Basil's uh, Romanian Catholic Church, knew the, uh, priest there, Father Gabriel, actually served as an altar server there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was neat. Uh, they do ad orientum, which is, you know, the priest uh, faces the altar. Uh, so it's just uh, neat to be a part of that uh, culture, part of that liturgical experience, um, serving at funerals to my uncle's funeral uh, growing up, uh, things that really touched my heart, um, you know, and implanted things uh, of service, transition from there. Uh, and also as a, as a Byzantine, you know, uh, Catholic, one of the things you, you get baptized, you get confirmed yeah, at All the same time. time. Right, yeah. yeah. So like when I was transitioning, yeah, going to the Roman rite and I was in school at that fourth or fifth grade time when we were doing confirmation, I had to sit out <laughs> on the sidelines because you can't get confirmed twice, you know, but I did have two first holy communions, <laughs> believe oh, it or not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one in the Byzantine and one in the, one in the Roman rite. So, uh, pretty unique experience. Um, you know, uh, growing up and served as an altar server too at St. Michael's. And then our dad always did things for the church. And so, uh, and always was a man of faith and really, uh, just the, uh, just the rock of our family. Um, and so it was, uh, was always faithful. And he would always set those things too. I, I, I remember having lunch with him and my mom, uh, down in Trenton one time and we came out of the pizza, um, store. Um, and I'm sorry if I get a little bit emotional, you know, talking about this. But the thing is, is that um, I said, you know, kind of look over. I don't know where he's at. He's over there um, and he sees, you know, a homeless man, you know, rummaging through the uh, through the trash. And what he does, he goes over, puts his arm around him and then gives him, you know, the extra pizza that we had, you know, coming out of the shop. So I look at those examples, the time we picked up the hitchhiker, um, things like that, that that really, uh, you know, bring faith to life for you and, uh, you know. So when you have those examples in your life, I'm truly, truly blessed and grateful. Yeah, it, you, it makes you think when you become a parent that you're on stage the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the the one thing because your kids are looking at you and they're modeling you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that. And whether you're whether you have children that are you know high school age or like me who are older, we're always a parent and we're mm-hmm. always modeling our our modeling for our children and. We get, and that's why, you know, so many popes have written about how the family, the nuclear family is the most important thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, the, the church at home, the domestic church. Yeah. Amen. And, and that's the thing that we have to be constantly reminded of, right? Absolutely, Joe. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things too. I mean, when we talk about that, um, as far as, uh, you know, what are we supposed to be? Uh, you know, having an association with the Catholic family land, uh, you know, where do we go? I, a lot of ministry in church, you know, Bible studies, uh, things for certain groups of people, uh, you know, where's the family and all that? How can we keep the family close together? 
um, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody at church and some of the people over that I've heard great stories about at St. Elizabeth and uh, Seen Parish uh, in terms of families coming together to Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have the nursery over there. We have, you know, cry rooms. We have all of those t- types of things. But then the parents are trying to, uh, you know, bring those kids inside and bring them closer to our Lord in that Eucharist, which is at the center, as Father Persing always uh, points us to the center. Yeah, he doesn't mind. Uh, it's great when you have a pastor that doesn't mind when you get some Cheerios on the floor. No, for right? sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite saint or a Catholic figure? Um, so many, uh, but if I had to point to one, it would be uh, St. John the Evangelist. Um, you know, very close to Jesus, an apostle of Jesus, you know, and uh, uh, just a, um, you know, one of the neat things, neat experiences. Again, Father Larry um, Richards uh, was on retreat down at the Mount and just did a really great call uh, to the Sacrament of Reconciliation and uh, where he used uh, the imagery of St. John and laying his head on the uh uh, you know, on the on the chest of Christ and and getting us to think about that and, uh, you know, and uh, to have him there as uh, the patron, really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my name and the patron that I take, um, you know, is just an inspiration to me. So we're going to run out of time, but I, I have to ask you one takeaway that you would like our listeners to uh, leave with. Um, you know, p- uh, pray for our priests. I mean, they do a lot, um, you know, things that uh, I see and I get exposed to. Um, a lot of people don't uh, get to see. They work so hard, uh, you know, especially during the, the uh, liturgical times of the year, that Christmas and Easter seasons and everything like that. I mean, they're going in full bore, um, you know, doing so many uh, reconciliation services. They just don't do it for their own parishes. They do it for the deanery and everything like that. Uh, you know, and there's a shortage of them. I mean, a lot of them are just there by themselves and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to administer where parishes had, you know, two or three uh, before. Now they're down to one or two or just one, you know, so. That's a good thing. Well, listen, mm-hmm. we're, we've run out of time, but I want to have you back in the future. You know, you're only getting your feet wet at St. Elizabeth Van Seaton. We'll have you back later on. We'll get an update. Okay. John Durrell, the parish manager of St. Elizabeth Van Seaton. Thank you for being on Holy Family Radio. Thank you so much, Joe. I'm very humbled and grateful. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Listen again next time for Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joe Nevisinski. Thank you. Bye-bye.